0: This is your host, Julian Perry, and I'm glad to be with you again to talk about a whole lot that's going on in the news with the politics, with society, with our world. I'll be right back. Good evening, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to another episode of 247 Real Talk Podcast. It is Tuesday, March 1st. Yeah, I know you've gotten used to me saying it's Wednesday because I usually record on Wednesdays, but this week I recorded, or I'm recording on Tuesday, and I actually, um, this is my second episode recording for the week, even though I only release once a week. I had a guest on earlier that... um, you, you know, his episode will air in the next week or two that I think you will enjoy. It's a little, you know, it's a little break from the intense uh, conversations we've been having, but the intense conversations are important. And that's what made me record, you know, two episodes in one week, one with a guest and one with my perspective, because I think that, you know, with everything that's going on, we just have to have these conversations. You just have to continue. Um, I don't know what your week has been like, and I hope it's been an, an, a good one and, you know, for yourselves personally and for your families. But I, I know you have to be engaged if, unless you're completely oblivious to what's going on in the world. You have to be engaged. You have to be a bit disgusted. You have to be angry. You have to be fearful. I, you know, a lot of feelings about what's going on with Russia and what's going on with the rest of the world. Um, On this episode, we're going to talk about Russia, we're going to talk about um, inflation again, we're going to talk about some political stuff that's happening stateside. I want to start off with a story that I heard today. You know, a couple of weeks ago I did an episode and I talked about shameful politicians and I talked about VAWA and that is um, Violence Against Women's Act and the fact that um, 172 Republican uh, voted in Congress, voted against the act because um, of the inclusion of boyfriend and transgender, etc., as getting the same punitive um, or, or same punishment by the courts for stalking and murdering a a, a partner. You know, in this case, a, a woman, right? And they wanted boyfriend left out, like there was some distinction between boyfriend and husband. And so, um, the, you know, they—I think—I think that the the bill is going to go back again for a vote, but it has to has to bow to them and, and take out things like boyfriend, which I think is absurd. You know, just for, to get it to pass, so that women can be safer. And I think that every single woman out there should look this up VAWA, violence against women's act and, and and you need to make your voices heard i mean i know i have a lot of women in my audience who you know because i get a lot of comments from people and and and, and i think that in a time when the world is no longer just turning a blind eye to acts against Women in, in in many uh, different arenas, I think that it 's time for you to join the fight and, and sort of and, and join the noise, make your voices heard. you know let the world know that you will not accept this anymore. If I can he- be sitting here in my podcast and pleading to the world on your behalf, then you can join me. This is a a movement and a change that we just have to get involved in. I know a lot of people listen to my podcast and I, I sometimes wonder each week, you know, how many enjoy the episode and then they, you know, okay, I'm looking forward to next week's ep- next week's episode, but do nothing in between to empower not only the cause, but at least if you, as I say to you all the time, if you, Don't have the time in your life. Whatever's going on, I'm not judging you because I feel that we have so much going on in our lives. I'm asking you at least, you know share this podcast to your to your social media groups your your instagram put the link up there your facebook you know you know twitter wherever you are so that we can get other people who might not yet be connected to the show involved in the conversation and i want to eventually if we get enough people screaming loud enough to maybe do some live shows and and get some other people who maybe have a bit of a semi-celebrity or celebrity status not because of their celebrity alone, but because they're part of the 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 fight. Like this Vower, the person who went back to Congress to fight for it again was um Angelique Jolie. Angeli, is that her name? Jolie, yes. And so she brings with it not only the the, the 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 ability to speak on behalf of women, but she brings the power of being a, a megastar and, and and so You know, she gets a lot of listeners. I don't have that level of listeners, but I'm hoping one day to, for the right reasons, so that we can, you know, we can make the Million Man March look small and the Million Woman March look small because we can have millions of people who are connected to each other, who are doing you know, the right thing and, you know, taking a few minutes or in a writing campaign or taking a few minutes with voices to be heard or t- joining in solidarity around the world in, in moments of not only silent, but moments of outcry and moments of, of acts that are peaceful, yet powerfully enough that, that, that the powers that be take notice and know they cannot continue this behavior. And this is, act, there's many, there's many um, issues here to, you know, to, to, to do this with. There's, violence against women there's racism and 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 you know we're gonna get into the whole Russia thing in a moment because that I've heard such heartbreaking stories and that is such a cruel thing that one man one man and 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 don't let me get started about that because I really don't want to get off track of where I am yet but I'm, I'm pleading with you to to help me to make 247 Real Talk podcast heard by thousands and thousands and even hundreds of thousands that's all I'm asking for you. Not, uh, not you know, I'm not out here asking you to, you know, if for for for, for was it for fifty cents a day? No, I'm not asking for anything like that. Whatever cost of the show is, I have a few uh, monetizing things, and, and the rest I come out of pocket, or most of it I come out of pocket. I don't care about that. If you listen to me and you know me, you know that my cause is about how I feel about this and the fact that we all have a limited time in this world. And as I look at my children and I wonder how, what the world would be like when I'm gone, if I just sit back and just, and just, just sort of you know, ride the wave and then they have to suffer through something that I could have made a difference with when I, when I had my, my privilege to occupy space on this earth, then I don't know what that says about me. Not everyone can take up the the the, the 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 sword to fight like I am. But everyone can do their part to be a part of the journey to make this a better place. It takes a few moments out of your day, out of your life to share. If you share it once a day or every day or just once an episode. If you tell people about it when you encounter them. it You know, life is distracting and I get it, okay? You know, I I I don't know if you're like me, but sometimes I get up in the morning and I make a list of things I'm gonna do for the day, and then I get home at night and I, you know I barely made 50 percent of the list because you know on the, in the morning you were on track and and life just threw all these curveballs at me and I dealt with them and I felt like I made it through the day, but I didn't accomplish what I set out to do, and this happens day after day sometimes and the only way that changes is if we make a focused effort and, and have a certain level of determination to be a part of something that makes a difference and to change I've, I've you know it 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 bugs me to see and i'm connected to a lot of other podcasters and i don't want to i don't want to bring down their shows everybody has a you know a reason for their show okay and some are entertainment some are informational in different ways but it bugs me that stardom can can you know or people use their, their celebrity to get millions of listeners who listen to things for entertainment. Nothing is wrong with that. But then the sponsors come on because of the millions of listeners and they get the advertisement money, the, the, the show, and, and they sell products and people who can afford it. And some, a lot of people who can't afford the products or shouldn't be buying those products because they got bills to pay or, or, or foregoing their bills to buy these products, the sneakers and the, the perfumes or whatever. All that stuff is great. And it would be, it would be amazing in a perfect world. But we're far from a perfect world. And if we can put the energy into that, and I know we all need a laugh in our day. We all need a life, as many laughs in each day as we can get. But we also need the serious parts too. I'm not asking for those people who, who are doing, you know, the, the entertainment shows to stop. I'm asking them to share their audience with me. I'm asking their audience to come over and make make, make shows like mine a part of their 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 process too and then act on it just as they go to the store and they spend an incredible amount of money to buy a pair of sneakers i'm not asking you to do that i'm asking you to share i'm asking you to have conversations i'm asking you maybe to pick up a pen or a piece of paper and st- and, and start or pick up the phone these days you can you don't have to do pen and paper you can do email or you can do a phone and if it's if if it's if We all need to pick up the phone at the same time and scream to every representative and every congressperson and and, and let them hear and let them know that if they don't listen to us, we're going to start acting as a united front. And think of how much power we have. People don't realize, I think years ago, there was a day when everybody decided, and I don't know how successful it was, but I think it was uh, partially successful where they decided they were not going to... Um, drive that day and they were not going to buy gas that day. And they're not going to, and it may sound like a simple thing, but when millions of people do it together, it has a huge financial impact. Now imagine us picking certain battles and doing that together in millions continuously, not supporting any business that supports a, 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 a member of the house of representatives or a member of the Senate. Who continues to vote on, on uh against bills that protect women's rights, that protect human beings' rights, human rights that 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 speak out against racism, there's ways to get to that. Because everybody has to has to everybody makes a living off of us who pay taxes. Start such a such a noise, bring their name up in every piece. Imagine if everyone who listened to this show, and imagine if we got to a million, just, just think about it for a second, a million listeners of, of this podcast, and we picked a, 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 a congressman or a senator for, for a week to highlight. And each one of those million people went to their social media and got everyone on their, or as many people on their social media as possible to put something online, to blast it out on the, on the major platforms about that senator and their record. You think they want that kind of publicity? All of a sudden, we're going to have a power, the power of, of, of once the power of the pen, but the power of our words. Because the minute we start getting to a point where it becomes so shameful for people to vote for them, and they start losing their positions, losing their jobs, losing their campaigns, losing their—you know—when they when they run for reelection, they start losing, and they realize the impact of the millions, of voices are being heard. Whatever they want to do behind their closed doors at their home is one thing, but in public, and for our lives, they're going to start doing the right thing. When we demand things by millions, we get results. We have to. We have to be willing to to, to work hard at finding things that will impact the people who are ignoring us, and then use our voices and, as I said, our power of our collective power of of persuasion to change things. So. I'm going to give you a good example here. I was driving this evening and I heard this and I came home and I, and I have it up on my phone right now. And, and, and I, I if, if you don't find this incredible, I don't know. So there's a news story from today, March 1st. And it says house passes bill to make lynching a hate crime. Lawmakers in both parties hail the action as historic but a separate bill to outlaw discrimination based on a person's natural hair failed amid Republican opposition. The House on Monday overwhelmingly approved legislation that would make lynching, now we know what lynching is, right? You hang someone around their neck and you kill them, one of the most egregious, uh, hateful things you can do. It would make lynching a federal hate crime. Moving to formally outlaw a brutal act that has become a symbol of failure by Congress and the country to reckon with history of racial violence in America. Passage of the anti-lynching bill named in honor of Emmett Till, the 14-year-old black teenager, brutally tortured and murdered in Mississippi in 1955, came after more than a century of failed attempts. Let me pause there. There was a century of failed attempts to get a law passed that says wrapping a rope or cloth around someone's neck and hanging them and watching their body twitch till their life is out of them is a, is a hate crime failed for more than a century. Lawmakers estimated they had tried more than 200 times to pass the measure to explicitly criminalize criminalize a type of attack that has long terrorized black Americans this bill was approved in the House 422 to three and was expected to pass the Senate where it enjoys broad support the house today has sent a resounding message to that our nation is finally reckoning with one of the darkest and most horrible periods of our history. And that we are morally and legally committed to changing course, said representative Bobby L. Rush, a Democrat from Illinois who had vowed to see the legislation become law before retiring at the end of his term. Now there's a, there's a little bit more write up with it. Okay. But I'm not sure what you heard, and I'm going to scroll down here um, because I want to get, okay, so what you heard me say was finally after a century and over 200 attempts, first of all, let's deal with that. You have, you know, you have laws, okay? You, you walk up to someone, you shoot them, you kill them, you get charged with murder. Throughout history, we had lynchings, and obviously, it, it, it's, its history is lynchings of black men, black people. Ropes hung around their neck and pulled over a branch of the tree, and they hung. As they, you know, think about the ghastly experience that must be as you as you're choking to death, and the rest of your body is hanging until you become lifeless. This is what was done to minorities. This is how we were treated as 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 as. As insignificant as pieces of meat almost, and yet it took a century and over two hundred attempts for the people that we vote for and elect to run this country to come together and unite and say this is wrong and what is what is what is what has angered me to start my podcast with that on this episode is that here we are in a very divisive climate in the United States. And yet, this was voted unanimously in a bipartisan way by almost every single member of the House of Representatives. So 422 members voted yes, Republicans and Democrats. And yet we have three Republicans who had the temerity, who have the hate, who are who who, who I, I can't even find the adjective to describe them, to vote against it. They need to explain themselves. I hate to come off at someone and, 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 and be judge and jury. And I always like to, like they do in the court of law, to give someone a chance to tell their side of the story. But three Republicans, representatives from Georgia from Kentucky and Texas opposed the anti-lynching bill. Now, now you got to understand the magnitude of this. For all of you who missed this, for all of you who need a reason to get angry, for all of you who walk around and find, you know, find the good in everything, I want you to hear this. 422 voted to support the bill. Republicans and Democrats Of every race, creed, and color that we have in the House of Representatives of the United States of America in 2022, the year 2022. And three of them, Representatives Andrew Clyde of Georgia, Thomas Massey of Kentucky, and Chip Roy of Texas, opposed the anti lynching bill. Now, I don't wanna be again judge and jury, but I'd love to hear their explanation. I'd love to hear how many of you will be satisfied with their explanation because whatever they're going to explain, whatever they're going to try to say, the entire rest of the House of Representatives of their own party supported this bill. And it's not even to say, well, we had one Democrat or two Democrats and the Republicans, are three Republicans. This is, lynching is a hateful, vile, there's no justification for it on any level, on any level, even, even, even in, in, in situations in, in, in the criminal justice system where someone commits the most egregious crime and they're sentenced to death. They're sentenced to death and yet there's so much legislation that has been passed to make sure that when you put someone for death to death for murder and rape and all the things they've done, it must be done in a humane way. They lie on a table strapped down. They get a certain cocktail of injections that sort of knocks them out and puts them to sleep and stops their heart. Whenever people have witnessed uh, death sentences and the person has, has, has been on the, on the gurney and they've started twitching and it seemed like they were suffering, there's been such outrage that a criminal, that someone who murdered probably so many people, created, inflicted such pain, died in a way that they were they were in discomfort, and we call that inhumane. And we, we had laws, and we I mean, and we revisit the, the what you know. And there's a big story about what was used and what medications were used, and how did they you know, how did they administer it, and that caused this person not to have a peaceful passing. think about it for, you know hold your breath for a second hold your breath until you 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 can't hold it anymore you get to the point right where you got you breathe out and you're you know you're breathing heavy because you're holding your breath and and, and it was suffocating now imagine that involuntarily until you are no more and you got three members of the house represent their three republicans Mississippi Georgia and Texas who voted against this bill? Now, I wanna hear, and I'm gonna keep an eye on what happens when they run for reelection. Because it says a whole lot about us as human beings if they get reelected. It says a whole lot about us as human beings if someone doesn't force them or call upon them to explain. Their vote against this, especially when their own comrades, their own fellow Republicans voted for it. Especially when it's it's likely to be unanimously passed in the Senate. What would these three members of the House represent? Who are their constituents? Who are they representing? What part of the United States has constituents in in that kind of numbers together collectively? that outnumber everybody else in their community that they can get these representatives elected and re-elected after after such a contempt for something that has historically been so brutal to black people, to minorities. Are you angry enough yet? Are you listening to this this, this podcast and is, is, is is your blood boiling yet? Are you tired of the hatred that we're seeing in society that lives among us as we strive to bring our children up and we strive to do our best to make ends meet and we strive to do the right thing and we're tired of fighting of all the forces against all the forces that come against us? Are you tired enough yet? I've given you two things, Violence Against Women's Act that 172 Republicans voted against. I say, don't get me wrong, I am not, everybody knows me for this podcast. I'm down the middle. There's things I agree with Republicans. There's things I agree with Democrats. There's things I agree with independents. I am not doing this on a partisan level. These are the facts. And I want to know why. Because when when, when these, you know, if you tell me there's a vote and you say 172 people voted, against the violence against women's act. And they were split down the middle, you know, uh, was that 70, you know, what 60 uh, or 80 something Republicans and 80 something Democrats and say, well, wait a minute, you know, this was evenly set. So this is not an ideological thing. This is something, but what do you say in this case? What do you say in the case of lynching, lynching when three Republicans look at this states, Mississippi, What was it? Did I say Mississippi? There was, uh, let me get it right. I don't want to misquote her. Um, Georgia, Kentucky, and Texas. Georgia, Kentucky, and Texas. We know Georgia has been a state of a lot of contention lately, right? In the last election. Kentucky and Texas. Who are they representing? I don't care if if those states have the, 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 since we're talking about lynching of black people, I don't care if those states have the whitest of white people. They still have hearts. They still they still bleed like we do. They're still human beings. I'd like to find how many of them that they can have such a or where would they find such a volume of people who think that lynching is okay. Putting a rope around someone's neck, throwing it over a pole or or or, or, or hanging it from a beam or whatever. And watching the life see from them as they twitch. They can't breathe anymore and their body convulses. Think about how violent that is. We give criminals who are sentenced to death for the most heinous crimes more compassion than the lynching. We don't lynch the the, the criminals. Yet, three Republicans voted against this bill. I think they owe us an explanation. And if enough of you are angry enough too, then start throwing this out there, social media, wherever, and let's hear what they have to say. And then make your own decisions. And hopefully the voices, we, 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 our voices are so loud that it reaches Kentucky and Georgia and Texas. And hopefully those people have an ounce of decency in them and can, and can recognize the pain of another human being to make sure that these three members of the House of Representatives never represent anyone again. Now that you're, now I've got your attention. Now that you're angry enough. What have you seen lately about this war in Russia? Can you imagine, I mean, I heard of a story today of, of, There's trains that are running from Ukraine to Poland, getting people out. I think I've got the the two locations. I know it's from Ukraine. I think it's Poland. And it's gotten so bad and they're so packed that for the, the love of a parent has been causing parents to put their children, their young children on the train, push them on the train so that they basically force their bodies into the train so they can fit and send them over to Poland to be safe. Possibly and to end up as orphans, right? Because the parents can't get on the same train. There's not enough space. So they're sending their children ahead with the hope that when they get to Poland, someone's going to be kind enough to keep them safe. And if, 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 if they survive the war in Ukraine or they can get on the next train or two trains or whatever, they eventually be reunited with their children. And if they're not, someone will be humane enough to raise those children and keep them safe. I have two children. and I got to be honest with you. Me having to be in that situation, I have to put my two children probably screaming and crying on a train and watch that train pull off knowing I may never see them again not because of an act of of something that happened but because I actually had to almost give my children away to save them. As a parent who loves their child, who loves their children, I can't imagine that kind of emotional pain. And that's what these parents in Ukraine are doing. Why? Why? Because one man, one man, Vladimir Putin, one man has gotten himself to a level where he has so much power over people that he controls their minds. Did, did you guys see the, the video? It's, it's been all over social media of these, these Russians. They were driving in these tanks and they were crisscrossing the highway having fun and then they drove over a car with an elderly man in it. This is one of the situations when you see God. When when I first watched the video, I didn't, it it wasn't a whole video. It stopped right after the tank had flattened the car. And that was the most horrific thing I'd seen. And then God provided a ray of hope when I saw a longer video where after the tank left, people rushed to the car and they managed to get the top off and somehow in the in the crevices and pockets that had been left by this tank crushing the car, this old man looked, he looked probably in his 70s, survived. His body had made it, I guess, with, with how our body can contour, had made it into these crevices, and and he was mostly un, unharmed. Not you know, he was mostly unhurt. But these—if you look at the video, this 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 tank comes like 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 doing like S figures across the highway, and and targets the car specifically and drives right over it. These these soldiers in this tank, basically, and I'm assuming they 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 figure they never figured the guy would survive, so they figured they kill the guy. So think about this for a second: human beings riding in a tank crush a car with an old man in it he's not in war them he's not shooting that he's a, a, a regular citizen for fun who are these people if you if 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 if, if, if they got sick tomorrow and, and and they ended up in a hospital on an operating table and you cut their chest open would the color of their hearts be black and how do you get Military forces, unfortunately, to the place where they stop thinking for themselves, where they stop being human beings, where they stop having compassion. I understand military, and I understand when, when, when soldiers have to go out, and, and, and I understand their, their, their mode of operation. But that doesn't change you from being Human. That doesn't change you from saying, you know what? No, I'm not going to kill this innocent person with my tank. He didn't do anything wrong. Even war has rules, right? And yet here we are. One man has got hundreds of thousands of soldiers acting without souls. Are they are like, are like they have no souls taken lives innocent lives women children you know they've bombed daycare centers and all these things i've heard and and they have no remorse it seems like how do you get to a point where one man basically tells you what to do i know part of it is control and fear and i know for those soldiers who don't who do who don't follow through the consequences in, you know, back when they get back or when they, when they're dealt with are severe and they're you know they they'll likely be killed but i don't understand the world like this and i don't understand why politics is such a thing and we've created such a world that the rest of the world can't stop putin from making another advance politics and all these ideologies have got people who are, who, are, who are not involved. Now I heard Belarus is going to start sending tanks and soldiers to help the Russians. And because they're a nuclear power and because everyone thinks this man is a madman, United States, for instance, won't get involved in the war. I'm not saying we should. I'm just saying that countries will not go back and help defend Ukraine because of fear of what? Yeah, maybe World War Three. So what do we do? One would have thought that all these impositions of these sanctions, if you listen to the sanctions that, that have been imposed, you would think that they would, they would slow him down, Putin, but he's not. It almost seems like he's bent on killing everyone he can in the capital of Ukraine. And for what? He, up to now, he has not provided any reason... And I think one of the reasons he can't provide a reason is because even if he had a reason to be upset, it's not a reason to go into, a, to to take over a country and to murder all these people. First of all, he he, he was massing all these troops outside Ukraine and he was lying his way, you know, in, in, I'm, I'm not going to attack, I'm not going to attack. Everybody knew he was. And then he says, oh, we, you know, we, they, they present a security risk or oh, what's the security risk? And how is that? This is a country, this Ukrainians are living by themselves peacefully. How? What is the security risk? How is the world going to get to a point where they, they, the collective brain power of the rest of the world can come up with a way to punish this man for what he's done and, and to cause him to retreat? He needs to be removed from power. But we live in a world that the balance of power says if you touch certain people or certain things, that's the end of the world because a world war would break out even though what they're doing is crushing the lives of so many innocent people. And we can't, you know, it's, it's like you're in school and you see, a, you see someone beating up someone else mercilessly. And the guy that's doing the beating, you look at them and you're, you're, you're just as big as he is and you can probably fight even better. But because several other people might start fighting each other and, crawl, and claw, um, cause a brawl, you're just going to stand over there and yell at the guy. Please stop while he continues to pummel this guy into the ground. I I, I don't know. I mean, I, I hear all the sanctions. I hear all the you know the the cutting all of the wealth and the banks off, and I hear all of the the stopping them for using airspace and all that. But nothing is stopping this man. The last I checked before this episode, he has a a a, a convoy. 40 miles long of tanks and troops heading to the capital of Ukraine. 40 miles long. Understand what one mile is multiplied by four and Imagine what kind of military power and force he's, he's bringing there. And then when he sees other countries starting to you know give tanks and stuff to Ukraine to help them fight, he's, you know, he comes out and he says, oh, and I'm putting my nuclear team on, on, on alert. I know nobody wants that because America's got nuclear, several countries have nuclear, and that would be the end of the world. Maybe we maybe we need smarter people in this world who can figure out how to negate that. But he threatens and, and we react. It's fair for Belarus to join Russia to fight, but it's not a fear for any other nation to join the Ukrainians who are holding their own so far, but I fear for them because I don't think they can continue to do that with a 40-mile-long convoy. By the time you guys hear this episode, I don't know what the news will be. But for those of us who live in the United States... And other parts of the world that hear this podcast where there is peace at the moment at least. Take a look at your families. Look at them. Look at your kids. Look at the people around you that you love. And then imagine the horror of the families in Ukraine. I'm not hearing enough enough noise from the populations of all these countries. We're sitting back as leaders make you know, strategic decisions. But the power doesn't lie with them. Look at what they're doing in the UK they're arming the residents and the residents are standing up and fighting for their own country. I wonder how many other countries in the world the residents would actually do that or would turn and say, well, it's up to, the, up to our army to do it. You have to have a certain amount of respect and, 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 and admiration for someone who will say, I will stand up and protect my family and a, and a population that says, I will join you and do it together. And then we come to this the home front and I know I've been going on about this, but it, it, it angers me, the condition of our, of, our, of our world and of our country. And those, even those sanctions have impacts here in the United States and people are struggling, right? People are, 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 are suffering. People are um, financially challenged. And everywhere I go now, it seems like people are either listening to my episode or they're listening to other podcasts, and I'm hearing louder noises about the whole student loan um, dilemma. And I bring it up again because when that uh, May 1st, when people have to start paying student loans again, you, you're going to be crushing so many American families. And what, what, what angers me, what angers me about this is not that the governments, including the United States, can quickly go to Congress and say, give me six point something billion dollars, billion dollars. To give to Ukraine as aid, I think we should give them as much as they need. My point is, you need to do the same for the people within your own country. It doesn't matter who paid through and loans before. Times have changed. We're in 2022. There are people who are studying here in the United States. You know the challenges of, 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 of degrees and not worth the paper they're printed on. You know the challenges of not enough jobs. You know the challenges of low salaries and where people live. You need to completely wipe out student loan debt if we can give billions to another country to people out of compassion for people in other countries we sure can have compassion for our own and what's crazy is we have a president now who made a promise and he hasn't delivered it so far and I'm not sure what he's and and here's the scary part I don't know if it's scary now because I remember the original moratorium that was put in on student loans was done by, by then-President Trump. And it, it, it began to, 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 I began to think that maybe even though Republicans represent a certain wealth and all of that, they might be the ones who do the, the righteous thing and wipe out student loans. Because I'm going to tell you this, come November, November of 2022, there is a high, high likelihood that the Democrats are going to lose both the House and the Senate, overwhelmingly. And what that does is that makes Biden a lame duck president. Because he won't be able to get anything passed in the House and the Senate. He has the majority now until November. And why do I say that? Because the Democrats have failed to act as a united front. They failed to unite they failed to stand. Could you imagine if they had come together and found a way in their majority to pass a bill wiping out student loans? Could you imagine the popularity they would have? Not just because they provided relief to American people, but also they showed unity. They failed to do that. And, you, and the Republicans are uniting whether you like them or not. President Trump who they took off of social media has now now launched his own social media platform. These people are doing things progressive. They don't care what the rest of the world says. And the bottom line is, people wonder, well, you know, we have all these issues with, 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 you know, with, how, with the way that the previous administration was. These people are concerned about their wealth and their power, and they're united on that. Whether it, it, they're not, they're not, they don't care about the morals and ethics of it. They just care that they can unite to maintain their power and wealth. And as a result, they will, I I will be shocked if the day after elections, I have an episode and the Democrats have managed to hold on to the House or the Senate. I'd be shocked. And all this is through their own doing. President Biden needs to keep his word and he needs to do something dramatic to save his presidency and to save the House and the Senate. Student loans is one way to do it because there are millions of people who are suffering from that who, who would not only appreciate it, but would support them for it and support their candidates across the United States. The inflation is, is, is something that is going out of control. Have you guys seen gas prices already? And that's not a thing that's, that's, that's people. why do we take advantage of each other so much? Imagine a guy, because there was the whole thing where the, the price of oil went up over the last few days. Now imagine a guy who just got a, a, an oil delivery, 9,000 gallons in his tank, at the old price. I remember, at the old price. But because there's been a a, 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 a change in price because of what's going on in the world, he immediately raises his price at the pump to the new price as if he paid a higher amount for the gas he already had. This is, how we, this is, this is our greed. We want to live in a world united and be successful, but this is the greed. Everywhere you go, you're fighting this battle. Those of you who don't recognize that if we don't stand together and make a difference, we will fall, are fooling yourselves. You have to make a decision to stand for something. Or as they say, you'll fall for anything. I am tired of being a voice that's that's in the minority. I have a lot of listeners who reach out to me and make sure that they share the podcast, but I know that they, the, for the thousands of people who've downloaded my podcast, there's more we can do if we all get involved. I would love one of these big companies that sponsor people with ads and all that to decide to make a moral decision to either attach its name to my podcast or a podcast like mine so that our voices have more power through the, through the the, the, the the machinery that runs this society that that, that causes people to pay attention. They can continue to to support their celebrities, but they need to look for podcasts like ours that that are dealing with grassroots issues and become part of it. They need to stand for something more than making money. This world cannot continue to go this way, and we can't survive it. We can't survive if the rich get richer and the poor get poorer, which they already showed happened between the beginning of of the pandemic and now. What will happen to us eventually? What will happen to our children? What will happen to us if laws are made that make sure that our black and brown children have very little chance of survival? Martin Luther King has to be turning in his grave. Martin Luther King, wherever he is, has to be looking at the three Republicans who voted against the lynching bill and asking them, what have you done to my dream?" Come on, people. Enough is enough. It's time for a change. another opportunity for me to reach out to you to share my thoughts thank you so much for all of you to all of you who have joined the cause already and those of you who are thinking about it those of you who have lies that may not allow you yet to be the voice that screams but you at least can share my voice that screams I thank you for your support I thank you for for being willing to do this with me and to do it together. Thank you so much for listening to this episode. And I remind you that you can listen to any episode of the 247 Real Talk podcast on your favorite podcast app. I want to hear from you for whatever reason it is in the most polite but powerful way email me at podcast at 247realtalk.net. That's podcast at 247realtalk.net. Until the next time, please, in a world filled with hatred and anger, and with the glimpse of hope that we provide, take care of yourselves, and please take care of each other.